Hello everyone, welcome to Sunday Thoughts. Today I wanted to do something a little bit different. So as some of you may know, I teach the temple prep class. So if someone is preparing to get their endowment um, for the first time, they will attend a series of classes um, to help prepare them for that. It's not necessarily required, but it is... Um, highly recommended to help best prepare to make and keep sacred covenants in the temple. I've had a couple of friends that are either preparing to go through the temple themselves or know someone who is and they've wanted to either come to my class or um, just get my input on how to best prepare to get um, ready to go through the temple. So I figured I would record this in one of the podcasts. So hopefully, um, it'll be more accessible to people, um, who want to hear it. So I first wanted to talk about personal preparation. Um, one of the major obstacles that had previously prevented me from going through the temple was, um, the temple garments that, you wear after you are endowed. Um, It's something that you will wear throughout your life. Most of you are familiar with them um, or, you know, have a family member that wears them. And so most people know a little bit about them. Um, So I wanted to address that first because I know that was a big concern for me was altering how I am going to dress forevermore now. Um, and I also wanted to say that I will be quoting from, um, preparing to enter the Holy Temple. It's the manual that the church has put out. Um, so if anyone wants to do any further research, which I think you absolutely should read through the pamphlets or go through the classes, um, that is available online. So the first quote I'll read from it is um, specifically addressing the garments. Um, It says, quote, The garment represents sacred covenants. It fosters modesty and becomes a shield and protection to the wearer. The garment covering the body is a visual and tactile reminder of covenants made in the temple. For many church members, the garment has formed a barrier of protection when the wearer has been faced with temptation. Among other things, it symbolizes our deep respect for the laws of God, among them the moral standard. Close quote. So, um, when I was preparing to go through, right after I had made the decision um, and set a date on when I wanted to go, I met with the sister missionaries and just wanted to get their input on what it was like for them to go through the temple and specifically talk about the garments because that was a major issue for me. Um, And one of the sisters absolutely just opened my eyes. She just bore her testimony about how the garment actually helped improve her self-esteem because it was a reminder of her covenants and her confidence increased because it helped her to remember her her identity as a daughter of God um and I never thought of it that way because I just was looking at it as a burden and not as a reminder 
um, of your relationship with Heavenly Father. And, you know, you can draw so much strength from that. And so why would that not be the most important thing? And why would that not help your self-esteem, self-confidence in how you physically look? Physical appearance aside, um, my institute teacher also put it in a new light for me Um, around that same time. We were talking about how people around the world have that have made covenants or promises with Heavenly Father um, express it in an outward token. For example, nuns wear habits. Um, you know, you have the yarmulke. Monks wear different styled robes. Um, and these are all outward tokens and symbols of their covenants with Heavenly Father. However, we, when we go through the temple, wear on the inside and have um, as a reminder of our covenants, um, but it's more just for us than for anyone else. Um, So anyways, as soon as I went through the temple, I just wanted to wear my garments all the time. She was absolutely right. I felt way more comfortable, way more confident um, when I was wearing them, and I actually found that Anytime I had to go to the gym because, you know, I was an exercise science major. So there would be times that I'd go to the gym and then I'd have to go to a, um exercise science lab. And so I spent all, some time out of my garments. It made me very uncomfortable because I didn't have that protection. It's just very uncomfortable feeling. Um, so for those that are concerned about wearing garments after you go through the temple I can promise you once you know the symbolism of the garment and you know why you wear it and after you you know have spent the time to become spiritually prepared and then you go through and make those covenants the garment is actually a really really wonderful thing um and it's something that you will feel protection and you'll feel strength from wearing so Please don't let that become too much of a concern for you um, as you're preparing to go through. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about spiritual preparedness as well. Um, Becoming more spiritual sensitive before you go through the temple will definitely improve your experience um, because you'll be able to have the spirit with you more strongly and you'll be able to understand the principles that are being taught and the importance of what you are doing and it'll just overall increase um, what you get and what you learn um, and the strength that you will get from your endowment. So some things that I did to prepare, um, I think everyone's preparation spiritually is going to vary depending on what your current lifestyle looks like. Most people know where their gaps are So one thing that I did was I, it's, you can start with the simple things, right? So small steps will lead to large steps, right? By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. So the first thing that I did was go to my Spotify settings and I just flipped the explicit switch. So I cannot hear any explicit music, right? And believe it or not, that was actually really hard for me to do. 
because this is music that I've been listening to for, you know, 10 years at this point. Um, so flip the switch and then all the songs that I had saved that were explicit were no longer accessible to me. So that was one thing I did. Another thing I did was, um, tried to cut out PG-13 movies um, so the only things that I was watching were PG and G rated. I felt like that was a good way to um, prepare as well because it cut out any sources of negativity or violence or sex or whatever. Um, it only left me with things that were um, uplifting for the most part. Um and then one other thing that I did, it's interesting when you are about to make a covenant, I've noticed that there's something that, like a concern that will pop up. And so for me, it was, okay, I don't understand why we can have Diet Coke and Mountain Dew because those are just horrible for you. It's like drinking battery acid, but we can't have like Lipton green tea. That doesn't make sense to me. And so what I decided to do with um, counsel for my bishop was I was going to live the word of wisdom to a T. And I think I'm going to make a whole other podcast about this because this was a very enlightening experience. But I cut out processed foods. I only ate meat sparingly. I ate lots of um, wheats and grains and oats and lots and lots of fruits and vegetables and you know just cut out processed food and I didn't get an answer as to why we can drink Mountain Dew or Monster or Diet Coke and we can't have Lipton green tea but as I was living this lifestyle where I was eating the foods that we were advised to eat um, to a tea my concerns just kind of went away. I don't have any other explanation for that. It just kind of became less important. Um, and I can't really explain why, but it just kind of went away. I was like, okay, I trust Heavenly Father. Great, moving on. So that was another thing that I did to personally prepare um, for getting ready to go through the temple. And again, it's going to vary from person to person. Maybe... You know, you want to increase the length of time that you were studying scriptures every day. Maybe you want to, you know, do more indexing. Maybe you want to cut out drinking caffeine. Like, it just is going to depend. Um, and so that's something that you should inquire of the Lord. And, you know, if you come to the Lord with an open mind and an open heart, He will tell you exactly what you need to get rid of. But just be prepared because... Um, you know, you're not always going to like the answer because change is not comfortable. Um, okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was symbols. So I'm going to say another quote from the manual here. Quote, the Lord himself, the master teacher, in his own teaching to his disciples, taught constantly in parables, a verbal way to represent symbolically things that might otherwise be difficult to understand. He talked of the common experiences drawn from the lives of his disciples, and he taught of the hens and chickens, birds, flowers, foxes, trees, burglars, sunsets, the rich and the poor. He talked of the mustard seed, 
of the pearl he wanted to teach his hearers, so he talked of simple things in a symbolic sense. None of these things is mysterious or obscure, and all of them are symbolic. So I don't think it's a secret that if you know anything about what is happening in the temple, um, it is a lot of symbolism, um, which I can't get into specifics for obvious reasons, but I just wanted to talk about symbolism as a whole. Um, one other scripture that I found is Moses 6.63, and it says, quote, And behold, all things have their likeness. All things are created and made to bear record of me. Both things which are temporal and things which are spiritual, things which are in the heavens above and things which are on earth, and things which are in earth and things which are under the earth, both above and beneath, all things bear record of me, close quote. So um, this next portion, I'm going to be talking about um, a devotional by Todd B. Parker, Um, And he basically talks about how all things testify of Christ. Um, And he goes through how the things on earth bear record of Christ. He says, The universe was designed to testify of Christ. Consider hibernation. Every creature, every squirrel, insect, snake, or bear that hibernates and lies dormant during the winter appears to be dead. Each one that comes alive again in the spring testifies of Christ and his resurrection. Every tree, every plant, every leaf that becomes green each spring all testify of Christ. Do you think that it was by chance that all of these things come to life after appearing to be dead at the same time of year when Jesus came alive again? I don't think so. All things testify of Christ. Why do you go to bed at night? Because you're tired? No, you symbolically die every night and are resurrected in the morning when you are awakened. Close quote. So, relating this back to going through the temple for the first time, um, I relate symbolism to what is called the alien effect. So, for example, if an alien was dropped down in the middle of, you know, a church in Provo and an eight-year-old was getting baptized, they would see this little girl or boy being dunked under the water, the right hand to the square, and then, you know, have her come back up. And if you were an alien and you were seeing this for the first time, you'd be like, well, this is weird. Um, so for those going through the temple for the first time, um, you might have similar <laughs> experiences because, you know, it's something that's new and it's a symbolism which you have never interacted with or seen before. Um, but you can't expect to learn many new things and feel the power of the Lord's Spirit. Um, so as long as you spiritually prepare yourself, um, you'll be able to work through that symbolism. And obviously, the more you go, the more that symbolism will um, mean something. And, you know, the more you're going to get out of it. And that's why, you know, regular attendance in the temple is so important because you're going to get something out of it more and more and the more familiar you get with the symbols you know the more you can feel the spirit and listen to the messages that you are being told instead of trying to you know make sense of everything that's going on 
So with that in mind, um, I wanted to also mention a quote from President Nelson. He says, quote, Essential ordinances of the gospel symbolize the atonement. Baptism by immersion is symbolic of death, burial, and resurrection of the Redeemer. Partaking of the sacrament renews baptismal covenants and also renews our memory of the Savior's broken flesh and the blood he shed for us. Ordinances of the temple symbolize our reconciliation with the Lord and seal families together forever. Close quote. Obviously, um, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts or if you've even just interacted with me in the past year, um, you know that the temple is something that is very important to me. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, um, there are some restrictions, so I haven't been able to go for a little while, but... Um, if anyone is preparing to go through the temple or um, just has any general questions on how they can become more spiritually to potentially start thinking about going through the temple, um, please let me know. My my door is open for anyone that wants to have this discussion. I'd be more than happy to um, talk with you about it. Um, hopefully you got something out of these comments. It's kind of a very shortened um version of the lesson the lesson in the um spiel I usually give because obviously (laughs) you can't interact with me I can't ask you questions and um know your situation so I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time